let's get this on another episode of the soothing semantics podcast i am your host rafi pinsky make sure to subscribe like share leave your comments and today we have a good old round two with a very good friend of mine a loan officer and my preferred loan officer who's do, always doing an incredible job to make sure that all of my clients and anyone else's clients for that matter are getting the best possible service. So Lucas Filash from U Mortgage, his Instagram is Lucas Lending. If any of you are looking for an amazing LO, make sure to go to his Instagram. This way you can reach out to him. And uh, without further ado, sir, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Happy New Year. I hope you have a lot of uh, incredibly big goals for this year, hoping to uh, make this year a much better year than the last. Now, what are a couple of things that you're noticing in the real estate market in terms of mortgages? Obviously, we're seeing that the rates are coming down a little bit. So give us a little bit of an idea mm -hmm. from your end how things are kind of shifting and changing. Yeah, so it's it's as you said, and it's kind of hard to avoid in like the big media um, you know, people are hearing about rates coming down. So we've seen the 30 year go from, you know, around 8% when it hit its high in November um, to lately, it's been in the high sixes around seven. I want to say the average now is maybe about 6.8 ish, somewhere around there. And that's a big deal. I mean, affordability has been on the tip of everyone's tongue for a while. And the fact is, is that the average person it depends on the market that you're in, but especially let's say in our market, um, the average person, they're in a position where it's difficult to afford like an average house, like median income is, was having difficulty and still having difficulty affording a median, uh, sales price. So with rates coming down, that starts to generate the conversation of like, maybe I can afford this now. And, um, like as an example, like on an average, on a, on a median sales price of, you know, 400 something thousand dollars. Let's say someone's putting a, a low down payment, a 1% reduction in rate reduces the payment about $330, $350 per month. So it's very substantial. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is as rates come down, it starts to generate these conversations. Okay, maybe I can do this now. And so what will happen is mortgage applications increase. And you'll tend to find that as rates come down, number of transactions increases, um, rates increase, um, rate of uh, people being able to afford, excuse me, increase as rates are coming down. So that's what I'm seeing now is I'm receiving more phone calls, number of applications are up. Um, and, you know, not to say it solves the problem for everybody, um, but the statistic is that for every 1% decrease, decrease in rate, 5 million home buyers nationwide become um, eligible in, in terms of they're able to afford um, the mortgage payment. So mm -hmm. it's at 5 million per every 1%. That's nationwide. But um, for a market that is already experiencing and has been experiencing a inventory shortage um, nationwide, and you know some markets more than others, but in general nationwide, um, when you have an increase in buyers uh, that are eligible to purchase in the market, you'll tend to notice increase in number of offers per home, which, you know, as you know, will reflect in sales prices increasing, um, bidding wars, um, that sort of thing. So, um, so anyway, so we're starting to notice that pick up uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm sure that that is, uh, definitely not something you're complaining about. 
No, no, definitely not. And it, it's okay. it's funny because in the, in the fourth quarter, normally things are a little bit slower. I mean, December, just naturally, like holiday season, people are spending time with their families. But that was happening. The rate decreases were happening as, you know, like holiday season was happening. So a lot of us didn't actually see as much of like a lull as you would expect um, in that time. So um, no, yeah, definitely not complaining. It's definitely very welcomed. Um, you know, and I, don't, I wouldn't say refis make sense for most people just yet, but those conversations are starting to happen. I've had clients reach out to me like, hey, I noticed, you know, people hear it in the media. They're like, hey, I noticed rates are coming down. You know, do you think it makes sense for me to refinance? Um, and so, yeah, you, you can definitely expect more movement. Uh, you know, refinances means cash out, means maybe they're buying another property so it can reflect in more home sales. Um, it, it can mean a lot of things. So um, good for, you know, all of us in the industry. And uh, for home buyers too, I mean, it's always frustrating, and I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, where you're working with, you know, someone that you know you really want to get them into a home, but they're like, you know, Rafi Lucas, I, you know, this four hundred thousand dollar home, I, I can't pay thirty five hundred dollars a month, you know, yeah. and so that's frustrating. And so as you see rates coming down, for the folks that are really attentive and proactive that really is an opportunity for them to get into the market before prices start to creep up, as we all know that they will. Um, mm. That $300, $400 decrease in the payment, I mean, that's a lot. So It helps a lot. I, I, just, I also think that rates will continue to go down. It just seems that that's the trajectory. And I would implore buyers, people who are listening to this, who do intend to buy in the near future, don't wait too long, meaning... Once the rates are at 6%, they start to hit 5 maybe even below 5 Excellent time to buy. It's been a good time to buy. All the more so if you if you are looking to buy now with lower rates and you're hoping to wait until a, a potential 3%, which may or may not come, and then you're going to end up having to fight tooth and nail to get a property like you were during COVID, which I don't think is going to be in your best interest. You'll end up paying a premium on the price. You'll have to put in multiple offers on different homes. You're going to be really fighting tooth and nail to get the property you want. Um, and, it, and it's tough. You know, if you have a life, you have a family, kids, a, a job, and you're trying to go and, and, you know, run after a house and you find your dream house and there are 20 other offers on it and you're maybe putting 20, 20, 25% down and there are a bunch of cash offers, it can be very demotivating, very challenging. So, you know, if you are ready to buy and you are listening to this podcast, definitely get in touch with me. We will get you in touch with Lucas. See what you can afford and, and take it from there. So, so that is my take, but I, I'm excited for it, man. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to really open a lot of doors for buyers. Now I have, I have a few buyers now that I'm working with and they're, you know, they're in the lower price points and they're not exactly uh, wealthy people. You know, some of them are young, young families, young couples looking to, to start their, their, uh, you know, family journey in a starter home or a starter apartment. And they either cannot afford, they they barely have affordability and they can't really seem to find what they're looking for. And I think now with with the rates coming down a bit, they may that may be what they need in order to get into the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it, like you said, yeah. it's kind of like a double double-edged sword a little bit because as the rates come down, as more buyers enter the market, you know, as we described, for those same folks that, you know, want to get into a home and maybe are not they can't be the most competitive because they're limited on funds, which is super normal for first time home buyers that they need mm -hmm. to try to come in with the, the least amount of money possible. Um, you know, as rates come down, they're going to start to find themselves in, you know, bidding war. So like you said, it's like there, it's a timing. Uh, there is something to it because waiting too long 
you know, as you know, it's attractive for rates to come down, of course, but it's not just attractive for your buyer, it's attractive for everybody. Um, so then they find themselves in that bidding war, then it's like, well, I can afford the payment, but now I can't get into the house. And like you said, it can be very frustrating. Uh, we experienced that a lot in 2020 and 2021 and early 2022. And I mean, it's was, it was frustrating. You know, you, you have this like list of pre-approved buyers, but they're submitting offers left and right and not, not having them accepted. So um, it can sound like a sales pitch to say, oh yeah, you know, buy now, it's a great time to buy. And people are like, what are you talking about? Rates are 7%. And it's like, I, I understand the sentiment, but really like if you look around, if you talk to your neighbors, people that may be sold or bought or something around that time, parents, family members, like, you know, besides us, you know, obviously they can talk to us, but if they talk just to their sphere, like they'll tell them there were like 20 offers per house, 30 offers per house, crazy. you know, so it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, that's coming. And I don't think rates are going to need to get to three or 4% for that to happen. I think people are oh, already no, talking no. like, like now, like, oh, rates are mm. below seven. Whoa. Like, like I need to start looking, let rates hit 5%. Like it's going to be madness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I think a lot of people understand that 3% might not be a thing. It may happen again down the road. I don't think it's going to happen now. I don't think it's going to go get to that, to that point. Uh, but that leads me to another question, Lucas. In terms of all the NAR lawsuits where there is this projected plan to have the buyers paying the agents, if, say, a young couple is buying their first property and they don't have a lot of funds, maybe their parents are helping them out with the down payment, you know, they're looking to buy something very simple, if they have to come up with that 3% or the 2.5%, that could be the difference between them getting in the home and not getting in the home. Mm -hmm. So what you know say that is implemented say that ends up being mm -hmm. the case and buyers are now expected to pay the commissions what do you suggest do you have you have has that kind of crossed your mind what do you what would you think yeah no it's crossed my mind and i attended an event uh that our company held in in michigan in november november and we actually had some an editor and the ceo of housing wire uh they came and they spoke about that this specific uh the, the lawsuit and I mean, it's an interesting topic. Obviously, naturally, there's speculation in terms of like what the ramifications are going to be in the market, um, like how people are going to respond. But there is thoughts that maybe loan programs might come out that facilitate that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's speculation, but sometimes loan programs in the market has to respond to things like that because that is a very realistic and reasonable kind of like obstacle people are going to have. Um, you know, it's like you're already coming with the down payment, closing costs, and now potentially commission because it's like, okay, well, what if I don't don't use a real estate agent? Or what if I, okay, if the seller, it, I mean, you, you know, you know better than most, but I already notice it now, you know, speaking with real estate agents, if a seller lists a property offering 2% commission to the buyer's agent, the likelihood of that home being shown drops significantly compared to the standard two and a half or, or 3%. It's funny, by the way, I was talking to a very close friend about this and he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that this is a thing, meaning <laughs> that agents won't show the property because he's, he's just a very good dude, you know? Yeah. And it's a very normal question. It's like, okay, you're making less money. So you're not going to show the property. Like you're, you're going to be a crappy person and not show the person to show, not show the property if this is what mm -hmm. you know, your client might very much like. And he was so blown away by it. And I was like, yep, unfortunately, and I can proudly say I'm not one of those people, and I, which I shouldn't even be proud of. It's really not something that I think is a no brainer. Like you have to have some forward thinking and, and say to yourself, 
you know, maybe I'm losing some commission now, but I think my client will be extremely happy with me, especially if they know that I took a cut to get them into mm -hmm. that house. So yeah, I was kind of like, Hey man, I'm not a, it's not, it's not great, but unfortunately in every business you have those people. So he was, he was mind blown by it. He's like, I can't believe that. You yeah. burst his bubble. <laughs> yeah. I just, I gave him, I gave him the reality. Um, but yeah, I, I explained that to, to sellers, you know, they, um, they're not always aware of, of that fact. Yeah, and, and exactly right. Because some people think, well, it's two percent. It's not that big of a difference to two and mm -hmm. a half, let's say, which is much more common. Three percent, you know, still common as well. But yeah, so you think of it from that point of view. That's just going from three to two. You mm -hmm. go from three to two and a half to zero. Um, you know, the like th that home, it, the marketability of that home is going to be affected. And by the that way, this is by the way, this is going to be tough. See, this is why. You, have you heard of Ricky Caruth? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like his stuff. And this is why he's saying now more than ever, we don't know when this is going to be implemented. You need to focus on listings as a real estate mm -hmm. agent. If you are not listing focused, you're going to find you're going to find yourself having a hard time because buyers, I already know this is going to happen. I can, it's, it's clear as day. What's going to happen? Buyers are going to say, I just don't have the cash. I would pay you 3%. I just don't have it. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to get into a house. If I pay you 3%, how am I going to have, have the money to do it? And what are you going to do? You're going to feel guilty. You're going to want to help them. You're going to sign some sort of agreement. That's going to also be a requirement. You're going to have to sign buyer broker agreements because now they're expected to pay commission. Mm -hmm. And you're going to run into to trouble because what are you going to say? Hey, if you don't pay me 3%, I won't work with you. Yeah, I guess if you have you know a large enough book of business and you can really call the shots and you're not worried about losing a bunch of potential clients, then sure, uh, if that's how you want to work your business. But I think buyer's agents are going to have to start taking pretty big hits on commission. It's uh, I see it happening. I think for in, in the luxury market, probably a lot less often, just simply because they have the money to put down. They have the funds. And even so, even then, they're probably going to try to negotiate. You know, so uh, I think, you know, being being a listing agent is is all the more more than ever where you're going to want to be. Yeah. And not to be too like. Yeah. Rose. And I'm, by the way, it's funny I'm saying this because you're you're a mortgage broker. So obviously there's always going to be a need, mm -hmm. but it's it makes things, you know, makes things a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be like too like rose colored glasses about this or like toxic positivity or whatever, like ignoring all the the downsides, mm -hmm. you know, about this for for real estate agents in, in the industry. But I am kind of glad not not for the lawsuit, but for anything that like raises the bar for real estate agents. Oh, I love um, where you're going. I love where you're going. Okay. Because like, you know, you, I mean, you're a totally different class than a majority, but you know what I mean? Like you try calling some agents or you speak with them and it's like, how are you licensed to sell a house? You know, <laughs> um, it's a house, you know, it's not like a, like a 18, like my iPhone, you know, like they make the bar too low, man. This, they make yeah. the, the bar of, of getting into this business way too low. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And they set this really low standard. And then when you get into it, you realize it's once you know how to work a transaction, it's not that difficult things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Things definitely happen, which make it difficult, but the process is fairly uh, fairly straightforward, right? There are mm -hmm. deadlines. There are things that need to be completed. You, you know, it does get somewhat complicated. It's more mm -hmm. about problem solving than it is, you know, f doing surgery on someone's brain. It's not, it's not, you know, neurosurgery. It's, it's, but then again, you're dealing with most people's biggest assets and just some agents either don't care. They're not attentive. They're not responsive. They don't want to learn. 
So uh, I, I, I love what, yeah, go on, finish what you're saying, because I love where you're going with that. Yeah, but, you know, pretty much it, it, it's that. So, you know, the the people that are kind of just riding the coattails of tradition and like, well, I'm a real estate agent, so this is what I get paid, period. Like, there's no negotiation, pretty much. Like, it's hey, it's whatever the seller said. You know, like, you're a buyer's agent. You know I mean, it's like, hey, the MLS says 2.5%, that's what I get. Um, and in, there aren't too many other industries that are like that. Like, you you make what you're worth. Like, right. you know, like you, what value you bring. And so... I, I am happy for this in that sense where agents such as yourself that, you know, are responsive, are professional, do the right thing, communicate effectively, are bringing value, are protecting their clients, looking out for their best interests, trying to make sure they get a good deal, avoid a bad deal, like all the things that go into a transaction, which to us is simple, but really like it is quite a bit, you know? Um, and so to be able to now have a differentiator where it's like, someone like yourself who can communicate effectively, you know, their value proposition, you know, bring something that is worthwhile, whether it's selling or or buying or whatever the scenario is, they're buying an investment property, buying their primary, whatever. Um, this is now going to allow for those folks to, you know, be able to charge uh, to the buyer or again, may, is it always going to happen? I mean, I don't want to paint with like too broad of a brushstroke, but in general, those folks who have a presentation, have something to bring to the table, are going to reap the benefits of that because the other ones think think about it the average like you know whatever real estate agent you know once it gets to the point that that person has to pay them like themselves and that person's not responding it's the family member it's the whatever like are you really gonna pay them like you know i don't know if you will you know but someone mm -hmm. who's you can tell they know their stuff they're helping you they're they're protecting you they're looking out for your best interest it's like is it always going to happen? No, but it's much more likely that that agent is able to get compensated by the buyer as if it was a consultant or an attorney or like right. someone who's bringing you something that protect, like do people like, sure, you're going to shop. Yeah. You know, Cause I'm thinking of like an attorney situation, right? Like you might shop for rates or like hourly rates or whatever, but when you come across that person that um, like I'm, I'm thinking of stuff that I had where I had to like interview attorneys. Like if you come across a person that you feel really has your best interest at heart and they're looking out for you, like that's going to give you a sense of ease where it's like, okay, Hey, I, do I want to pay this two, three, $5,000? You know, no, but I know this person's looking out for me. And I just think it's a different conversation at that point because it, it is up to merits and not up to just like, this is what it's always been. I thought that part of the, the lawsuit was like valid in terms of like prices have gone up exponentially right since you know whenever this if it was the 70s or 80s or whenever it was that that it started out I, I don't recall mm -hmm. um so prices have gone up exponentially but percentage of compensation hasn't changed so it's like you know so obviously compensation is increasing as the the purchase price is increasing and but the like this kind of bar like hasn't been set and so i just think it's like if someone was making 3% at a $100,000 or $80,000 average purchase price, you know, 30 years ago, right? But now you're still making 3% at a $500,000 average purchase price. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to be you know, like, I don't, can I curse? Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. So I, like, I don't want to be shitting on, shitting on people's dreams, you know, but like, it's like, like the market can like regulate, you know, some things like it's not unreasonable to say, well, you were making $3,000 per transaction. Then maybe you don't need to make $15,000 per transaction now. Like maybe there is something, something there, but to have it to where now at least it's something that the 
efficient agent can use to differentiate themselves because then the those mediocre real estate agents they're not going to be able to hang they're not going to be able to compete like it's going to mm -hmm. be a thing where they can't present effectively they're not going to get paid and then they're out of the industry and they should be doing something that is more worth their their skills and, and, and their efforts and so everyone's where they end up where they should be but i feel like a lot of people get into the industry as like a money grab and it's like well i can make how much selling this and all i have to do is take it's this so crazy upper, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it, 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 and all I have to do is this. And then do they become superstars? No, but that's the family member that does one deal a year. That's the, the whatever that, you know, and it becomes this, this thing where it just muddies the waters and the term real estate agent almost becomes kind of like mortgage broker sometimes too, but kind of becomes like a, like, eh, like, oh, you're a real estate agent or you're a mortgage broker. And it's like, as opposed to someone who has to earn like, it, it just I just think it'll be seen differently. Hopefully I'm describing it well, but they, they have to earn their their way. And it's not sure. just like a, a given. Um and I, I hope that changes the sentiment um around the industry as well. Cause I know some great real estate agents, again, such as yourself, that like would be the person that I would want representing myself, like the the person that is looking out for the client. But then there's other ones and it's like, dude, I feel bad for your client. For yeah. real. You know? So yeah, it's so accurate. I know I do think I think the barrier to entry will be more difficult. I think it'll also even scare some real estate agents into even getting into the business because they'll some people will feel uncomfortable asking the buyer to pay altogether. And that 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 pressure on them will be too much for them to handle. There are all these little nuances that I think will make the pool of agents smaller, which sure I'll be competing with better realtors than I am now, meaning you know, when you have a larger pool of agents, you have, in a sense, less competition because a lot of them aren't great, right? So mm -hmm. now you're going to have a smaller pool of, of agents, but those agents will, for the most part, be higher quality, which I which I just, at the end of the day, there's going to be more market share, period. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. all of these kind of mediocre agents who don't really take the business seriously, they kind of just sit around, they have their regular job and they wait for deals to come to them. They're maybe doing a deal or two a year for, you know, 20 years. They're, they've never really been in the business. They just work with friends and family when friends and family want to do them a favor. They kind of give them the deal because that's like, well, I kind of have to. I'm kind of obligated to. But this mm -hmm. person never really gave a damn about the business altogether. So I think a lot more of those realtors are going to are, are just not really going to be involved. I'm sure they're still going to exist. They'll probably still do their their couple of deals a year. But yes, I think I think there is definitely definitely an upside. You know, the, the business isn't going anywhere, that's damn sure. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm excited to work both ends, you know, whether it's buy or sell. And uh and yeah, I think that I think you you really articulated articulated it well. Mm -hmm. With, are there are there anything are there any things that you wanted to maybe bring up uh, aside from what we discussed? No, not really. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm gonna kind of say it out loud, but you know, the market is shifting. Sentiment in the stock market and bond market has changed, and that's in inflation, and that's what that is what is affecting what we're seeing with rates trending down. Um, the kind of dovish tone that the Fed did have in terms of like, hey, as long as inflation is curved, we will, you know, we will stop the rate increases and we'll start implementing some rate cuts. The market kind of like ran with that. And now they're like projecting like 140 basis points in rate cuts. The Fed never said that. Um, but it's, I think it's just, it's a lot more about sentiment than it is about like fact. 
mm -hmm. um, at the moment. And the sentiment is that um, uh, rate cuts are going to happen. And hence, that's why the market's responded, how it's responded. Um, but um, no, I mean, I, I think it's a great time, you know, to to either to be in the industry for all the reasons that we just described in terms of separating yourself. Um, and, you know, as there's all this like has been turmoil, has been a challenging year, uh, but there's a lot of positives in that. And I think for for buyers and sellers as well, you know, it's I, I just keep telling people it's not going to get easier. And I, I guess that's like uh, if I were to end with like a, a thought is I, I was just at a baby shower this weekend and like talking to people. And I know this guy, I talked to him. He was like he's been a manager at I think it's AT&T for like six years of a store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they make they make a good living. And he used to work in the mortgage industry like in 2015, mm -hmm. 2016. That's where, that's where I met him. So he knows a little bit about the loan process, but he hasn't bought a house yet. And I was like, what are you waiting for? And he was like, oh, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. And I'm like, what opportunity? Like, like there, there isn't like this scenario that's just going to drop out of this, hey, my microphone, that's just going to drop out of the sky. You know, like it's not going to get easier. It's not going to get cheaper. Like mm -hmm. now that's my opinion. Yeah, of course, you know, anything can happen. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. We don't see it with the inventory. We don't see it with the demands. You know, there, there is nothing indicating that there is like a, a bubble or something like at the end of the day, like we can see it with the transactions. And I think folks have been, some people have been saying that, you know, people have been saying that forever and since 2010, 2011, like, you know, something's going to crash again, it's going to crash again. And I think that is, it's kind of delusional to keep saying that and thinking that. And I, I feel, it makes me feel kind of bad because the folks that are doing that, I see what's happening with rents and with home prices and everything. And you see that their situation is, unless they increase their income, which is always an option, you know, whether it's adding a new skill, new career, or whatever the case is, but outside of increasing your income, this affordability issue, is, I don't think it's going to get any easier. Um, and then, it, you know, it's just, it's frustrating to see it because sometimes you kind of like want to shake someone and say, hey, like, Maybe it's not your dream home, but like look into something, you know, like get something, start building some equity, start benefiting mm -hmm. from this appreciation um, that's happening. And uh, anyways, I can go on and on about that all day, but I see yeah. people that have everything, you know, you have everything, like you have the credit, you have the income, you have some savings. It's <laughs> like, there isn't some magic opportunity. You buy something you can afford. Maybe it's not the three, two house. Maybe it's the two, one condo, maybe, you know, something that, that you can live in and start to benefit from. And maybe you sell it in the future and you buy something else, but there isn't, I don't think there's going to be this like magic time that, you know, it's just going to be perfect. I I, I don't think that's, no, I don't think that's right. No, I think people just get that gut feeling and they go with it because, or some people just never pull the trigger. It's, it's, that's something I say this, I've said this on so many real estate related podcasts. You just, you have to have a motivation. The motivation, once the motivation makes sense, you, you can work it out because there's always going to be a, a reason to do or not do it. So that's, uh, that's always been my take. Ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed this incredible episode. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Soothing Semantics. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, and share the episode with your friends, family, uh, your puppies, and all and all uh, everyone that's close to you. Lucas Filash, thank you as always for joining me, man. I, I appreciate the the uh, insight, the information. I hope everybody uh, learned something today. Definitely make sure, guys, to follow me at Rafi the Realtor. You can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Go to uh, go to Lucas's page as well. It, the handle is Lucas Lending. Okay, it's for all of your mortgage needs. And that is that. Did you did you have any closing words?
people. No, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, bro. Thank you so much. All righty. I will see you guys soon. Take care.